Welcome to Geocache Talk's fifth annual Podcast of Hope. Once again, we are raising funds for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Our goal is to raise $8,000, and we can only do that with your help. To help us reach our goal, please visit the website below and donate. Now, let's join our hosts of Geocache Talk's Podcast of Hope. Thank you, Derek, for the intro and all the work you're doing tonight. Derek is kind of in the... He's in the production room tonight, but he'll be on later as well. But welcome, everybody. Welcome to the fifth annual Podcast of Hope for the year 2020. Jesse, can you believe it? Five years. No, I, I think you threw in some extra ones in there. I don't think it's been five years, actually. But uh, Well, I haven't been here five years. Although, I guess I have been on Podcast of Hope, so maybe I have kind of been here for five years. But Yeah, yeah, the... It's uh, it's definitely grown uh, over the, over the, over the time over the years we've done it. Um, we've always raised money for St. Jude, and uh, I don't know if Christy is around close by. We can have her on here in a minute. If not, we can catch her later on to I'll, tell us. I'll try to twist her arm later. She's in uh, because you know we always volunteer for too many things. Yeah, she's uh, in a doing meetings for another volunteer position. She does so. Okay. Um, yeah. She's back and forth. She's helping me. With the technical stuff tonight, but she's got to do another meeting at the same time that's been going on all day long. So we really cool. have to stop volunteering for stuff. I don't know why we do that. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll catch up with her a little bit since she did. You know, she worked at St. Jude Children's Hospital before. Mm-hmm. But um, so just a, a couple notes real quick about St. Jude. Um, one thing also is down at the bottom. There's a ticker running. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the, the link, uh, we'll also bring up the link, um, in a banner so you can kind of see it as well. So you can kind of, um, see it maybe a little better, but at the bottom, you'll at least see the link and you'll also see a, a total as we go along of how much has been raised. Uh, I think we're currently, go ahead. I was saying we're at 1700 right now. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning too. So it's uh, the link is fundraising.stjude.org forward slash POH2020. This is live right now, but for the audio listeners later, you can still donate. So it's not just during this eight hours. If you're listening to this later on, please still donate. Um, this is not about raising money during the show, it's about raising money for St. Jude. Yes. So, yeah, we have prizes and entertainment tonight. But this link stays open for, I think, 30 days, right? At least 30 days, yeah. But so, we, we want to get uh, yeah, we'll get the total in for that. If you're fortunate hey. enough to be in a position to give money for Saint, to St. Jude this year and you're not catching the show live, it's still open. They still need the money. No matter how much we raise tonight, they need more money, right? And so, Absolutely. Yeah, so worthy cause, and we'll talk about that more throughout the night. But just want to make sure if you're listening to this and it's not live, it's still active. Yes, and we are already at seventeen ten. Look at that of eight, already of eight thousand. So thank you so much, everybody, so far. Um, let me go over um, and well, let me get let me first and, and let me get Chris in, and we'll, we'll I'll talk about the prizes here in a minute. But Chris, thanks for joining us tonight. No, no, thanks for having me along. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, his geocaching name Finley and his Drudge. When he mm. first said that, I go. Is that your GC name? And Chris is like, yep, that's my GC name. <laughs> it, the uh, his your Drudge is your your puppy dog, right? No, no, no I'm, I'm I'm the Drudge. 
No, no. Oh, you're the drudge. Okay, who's Finley? Finley is the dog. This is the dog. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) That's awesome. Named after um, Huckleberry Finn. The ball there. You know, sort of thing, and then I, I'm, I'm his drudge, so I, I go around and um, serve him. You know, yeah, he goes cashing. All right, you're, you're, uh, he's your, uh, let's see, you're his human, uh, pet. Yep, that is it. <laughs> if you flip it he, that he, way, you know. He's the reason I started cashing, so it was only right that he, that he got front line, and I was a the drudge. There you go. Perfect. Yep. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a minute. All the good things that are going on. Well, as far as geocaching goes uh, during this time, which we will, which will remain nameless, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Scotland and I got the, I got a, I got a, a castle behind me. I won't give you too many boring home video movies or stories, but I will share a little bit about our time when we were in Scotland and, but we want to hear mostly from Chris and, and growing up in Scotland, what it was like. And I always find that fascinating to talk to people and uh, what they, what it was like growing up in another country. So first though, I want to mention uh, the prizes. So if you give during this hour, we have a lot of different prizes that we're giving to people and these are all been donated prizes. So it's neat to see um, people's, have different ways that they're trying to, to give. And so this is one way to sort of encourage everyone to give um, is we have some prizes, sort of a, a incentive as well to give. So thank you so much to all of our sponsors that um, uh, gave. So each hour I'll mention the prizes that we're giving away during that hour we you'll you'll find out later we're not gonna really talk about who won what but you will if you win trust me i will send you an email and you'll you'll have the information um but you can some people take and they split up their their giving over different hours that's a little trick if you want to learn that if you want to do that uh we have a lot of people that'll do that they'll they want to give say fifty dollars tonight they'll give it over you know five hours or something or whatever however you want to do it but uh, anyway, everybody's it's a, obviously a randomized randomized drawing. Uh, if you win uh, a prize, though, you will not be eligible for another prize. Last year we had a couple double winners. We decided this year that we weren't going to do that. We're going to just do if you win a prize, you you only can win one. So, all right, let me go over the prizes for this hour because we have some girly ones. So. First one is uh, behind the cash. They have a prize pack, shirts, path tags, and uh, that is such a great um, channel on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube and uh, check out their channel, behind the cash, and of course they're also um, Derek is on Gadget Talk. We'll talk more about our different shows as, as time goes on, but he's got a prize pack t- to give away. Thank you so much behind the cash. We've also got not one, but we've got two cashly coins to give away on the, during this hour. So the cashly coin is very cool looking. Um, uh, it's behind my green screen, but I, I'll, uh, I can get it out here in a minute, but uh, cashly, of course the foremost 
geocaching app uh, for iOS. Sorry, uh, Android folks. Uh, but, um, you know, maybe someday. But uh, anyway, Cashly is graciously given a couple of coins. So I want to definitely mention them. Jesse and I are big fans of Cashly. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I don't even think of using anything else. I just use Cashly. I don't even say open, you know. That's what we open. So yeah, that's all I open. I never open the old uh, the the other app. I mean, people mention it, but I was like, oh yeah, they're. Uh, I just I always pull up Cashly. It's just for us. It's the it's the go to app. Also, um, this is an interesting one that was provided. We have a couple of these, but um, during this hour, if you win this particular prize, it's a twenty percent discount off of your order for with drives cash closet and drives uh david is the proprietor of drives cash closet great great fella he and his wife are wonderful um they provide um a, a really cool uh, geocaching store a lot of neat things you can get from them and um he is a you know such a huge fan of saint judy's like i can't i gotta give you something to give away for that because he's like i said just a just a big fan um so drives cash closet check them out uh they're uh, a great store also uh again sort of back this year again uh, which is great uh giving away shirts is arted crafted so again just so thankful for them to them for giving away shirts and um they will provide uh I will get you in touch with Arted Crafted and you will be able to um, talk to them and get you the shirt and the size and the all that so you don't get stuck with a small and that you don't need a small or you won't get stuck with a triple X or something, uh, you know, 2X large, whatever, you know, shirt. You'll get to talk to them and they will provide you with uh, a cool prize uh, during this hour if you're a winner. Also, I've got a really cool hat from from Scrabble Hounds. Scrabble Hounds, I've got it right here. Um, so, Scrabble Hounds geocacher uh, Barb sent me a whole a whole box of cool stuff. Anyway, and she made this. This is a hand spun um, sock hat, and the um, the little uh, ball on top does come off. In case you win, you don't want the little uh, top to it you can take that part off she carefully put it inside here so you can you can take that part off if you don't want that but so it's for 20 years geocaching which kind of gets kind of weird with the uh green screen <laughs> it still works we can still see what it looks like yeah so that's that thank you scrabble hounds for providing they this second year they provide us with some cool prizes and then and these are just for the first hour right gary First hour, yeah, I, yeah. Prizes all night long. It's always yeah. good to get prizes during Christmas time. Exactly, and also someone want to provide, um, um, the uh, one year geocaching, a uh, one year geocaching premium membership. So good old Direwolf, he wanted to provide that for someone. So a one year uh, premium membership to geocaching is being provided by direwolf there you go there's all the prizes so um i almost forget about the premium i've had premium so long since i joined i almost forget that some people don't you, you got to redo that every year yeah absolutely 
I couldn't imagine not renewing it, but I guess some people don't. I don't know. I could I always it always catches me by surprise. They send you that email. Hey, you need to renew. Oh crap. Immediately do it. Oh, exactly. Yep, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into this hour and talking with Chris. Um first, um, let's let everybody know. Um, Chris, how long have you been geocaching? Uh, started caching um 2011 um cool um which is it coincides with me just moving to the the south side of glasgow which is where i which is where i am now um didn't actually move that far only only right. stayed stayed just to the to the eastern and and renfrew um and i moved to the south side of, of glasgow in 2000 probably just the back end of 2010 yeah um, which is when um moved into this flat um, and, and got Finley um, yep. the dog, um, um, eight weeks old. And I decided, well, I didn't just want to walk in the same park every single day with, with Finn. So I remembered reading about geocaching. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, went to went to a local park. Um, this was April 2011 um, and found my first half a dozen um caches cool. um and then that was us we were hooked um, and caching ever since and as you know I, I probably the same for everybody else once you become addicted every year you, you you start doing more and more you start hiding caches you start going to the events you start going to the mega events you know stuff, stuff yeah. like that so yep that's awesome yeah it's always fun to hear we always love to hear like how people got into it and then also of course how they got addicted to it <laughs> so yeah. whereas uh jesse started and well he didn't really he kind of started and then then stopped and then started again <laughs> in fairness yes i did find one in 2009 and didn't find any more until 2011 but people have heard that story before so. yeah that's okay <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah we'll talk more as we go on for this hour about um uh, about your geocaching but uh, since it's the holidays, we're right around Christmas time now, and uh, every year we always try to have someone on who uh, from another country and talk a little bit about, um, you know, what was like growing up in their country. And by the way, if I look like I'm a little bit uh, behind in my speaking, don't worry about it. It's because the green screen takes up a lot of bandwidth, but I can switch it off if it becomes distracting for everybody. But you're not really in Scotland, Gary. No, I'm not. I wish I was. Okay. But uh, yeah, when got to go to this this uh, <laughs> castle is on the Isle of Mull, and uh, was a great time. If the flag uh, is flying, that means that the 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 person who is in residence yep. who lives there is there. Is that did I get it right, Chris? Yes, that is correct. You have to be there in residence if the flag is flying, yes. Yes, and we actually got to meet this individual, and they, uh, this person's father was who James Bond was um, sort of patterned after, or one of the many. I guess Ian Fleming had – it's a conglomeration of people that he had known or met – and um, this person was um, a famous uh, um, a soldier for for Scotland or for you know for the UK, and uh, 
So he was one of the one of one of the main people that f- was that. But what's interesting is, um, I didn't know this, but I I never attempted it. But you're not supposed to shake the hand of the, the this person that's, um, because I guess it's sort of like royalty. You're not. It's not really something that they do. You're not supposed to like you know, give them a high five or anything. That's guess that's not really maybe a. Hmm. I didn't know. I don't know if you knew that. Didn't know that one either. <laughs> I've not. I've not met many royalty robots, so. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, not that they're. He was very friendly, but I guess that's not. It's considered different standards of things. But anyway, yeah. um, a cache near that castle, though. I don't know. See, we didn't do a lot of caching over there because you gotta remember when I was over there. This is before. Um before uh i before phones and i i brought my gpsr and we just didn't really plan properly so um i just had a i had printed out a couple a couple caches on a paper list and we ended up not finding one so yeah it's one of my geocaching regrets but Uh, so you've been to scotland never found a cache there no we didn't find one there we're just uh poor planning so i know i know but it's such a great, uh, such a great country. Um, we flew into your city and, uh, that was wonderful, but, um, I love being in Scotland, but what, you know, you were born, where, where were you, what, what part of Scotland were you born in? Uh, I was born in Paisley, which is just the, the neighboring town to Glasgow. So, oh, okay. Right so you're indoors. right. Uh, Glasgow is a lot of fun. We went to the, the big museum there. Um, Kel- Kelvin Grove. Killing, yeah, and um, had a wonderful time going through. It's a it's a beautiful, really cool museum. But so, so growing up, well, I'll talk about different things. So around Christmas time, what are some of your favorite memories of Christmas as a kid? I I think for me, um, um, I I came from a large family, and so so. The, 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 it was the first of all. It was the the build up. Um, I, I, I can already see that Jesse's got his decorations up yet. I've not got mine um, up. I um, usually put mine up about probably next weekend is when mine will go up. But certainly, um, I, I grew up with um, um, four other siblings. So um, my parents were always let's get the decorations up nice and early um, at the beginning of December. Right. Um, so, so for me, it was always the the joy of of, of counting down Christmas, um, with your with your advent calendar. Um, do you have advent calendars across there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. People, um, I, I guess I don't know, Jesse, if you remember as a kid. I remember as a kid, my mom bringing home uh, advent calendars, and for us, they're well, sort of the the commercial ones you get in the store i guess there's other ones but would be sort of made of cardboard and behind each each day there was chocolate was that what yeah, you had yeah that's exactly it. That would I, I, still, I still buy one every year as, as I've, I've got my own going somewhere at the moment you know sort of thing it's, it's, it's that joy of counting down to christmas Um, you know still reliving that youth um that's long gone um sort of thing that's awesome yeah no yeah we we had those um um we have people doing differently. Uh, jo- Joshua, geocaching vlogger, he's got he's got a special one um, that he'll talk about later on tonight. But yeah, advent calendars was, were fun, especially as a kid because you could yeah. get up and get a piece, you know, get that piece of chocolate and see what mm-hmm. the little 
you kind of look behind the window and you can yeah, zip up. seeing us. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and they were, you had to take a minute because you're like, where's, where's that number? You know, you're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, where's, where's the six? I can't find the six. It's got to be on here somewhere. So you had to hunt around on there and try to find where the six was, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, There's nothing healthier than giving kids chocolate. Every of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah. every, every morning as well. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's perfect. Um, now the next one on your list is something that I think was was much more common as a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't really think we see it as as often mm-hmm. uh, anymore, which is um, caroling, caroling, um, whistling. Yep. Y'all still um, do that? Um, I, I, not as not as individuals. I think it's it's yeah. it's still. A, it's, I'd, I'd probably say it's still a big thing among. Um, church groups um, yeah. and kind of even school choirs um, yeah. we we'll have I, I work actually at the airport um, here in Glasgow and um, we will have we'll have choirs coming in um, maybe every few days to the airport and, right. and they'll do some some carol singing um, and they lead up to Christmas as well so it's it's always a joy you know sort of thing um, yeah I, I can't imagine that happening now. Does that happen still today? Like they go in the neighborhoods at all and do it, or? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say they go into the neighborhoods. Um, it's more of they'll, they'll probably go to maybe some care homes, um, and and the school groups will probably go to um, older residents and care homes and and, and shopping centers, shopping malls, you know, sort of oh, thing, cool. and, and it will still take place there. Uh, one of your one of your. Um your mates, I guess you could call him, uh, mm-hmm. Owain. He's, uh, he lives down in, uh, England. He's down in, in England, but he says yep. the curls at the pub is still a big thing in the folk community. Um, yep. he lives down, I think, uh, Owain's near, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Owain. I think you're down near London. You're sort of South, South, uh, England. I think he can tell us where he, uh, tell us your exact town if you would, my friend. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's cool to hear about, uh, people in different uh, parts of the world. And I, I think church groups, uh, okay, here you go. Um, Aylesbury. Aylesbury. So, yeah. Um, yeah, church groups go out. Um, go They go caroling. Uh, I've mm-hmm. done that with, um, I did it back when I was, uh, we would do that um, in high school. I was in, I was part of choir. Yeah. Can you believe it? I was, a, I was, in, I was a high school choir jock. We, <laughs> We may need to get you to sing tonight. Uh, no, <laughs> but uh, maybe depends on how much we raise. I may have to sing at the end to uh, get people to stop giving. Have, maybe have a special target, you know. When we, when we there you go. Exactly. Yeah, is that target? Yeah, the target. If if we get to a certain amount, Gary, I'll stop singing. I'll stop singing. Yeah, if we get to eight thousand, I'll quit. I'll quit singing. Uh, but yeah, um, but that was. It was kind of fun. It was something we did. Like you said, we would, we would go to, sometimes we'd go to nursing homes or we'd go to, it's kind of, even in the U S now is not really a big thing now is malls. I think malls are um, kind of going away back in, back in our day. <laughs> Happy other day. I only donate if Gary sings. Now hey, you're you want- yourself now. I know. I know. Uh, but we used to go to malls and we would sing as a, as a, uh, as a group or uh, a choir or high, high school group, but um, malls are kind of, 
kind of going away a little bit. I mean, I don't know. There's a couple of big malls in the U.S., but not really. They're all outdoor malls now. They're not like the big box building right. where you go inside and there's multiple stores. Yeah. So I think they're different in the UK. We're kind of more towards shopping centers now than then we are high street. Um, so I think it's our high street that's kind of dying out here in the UK and it's it's oh. more shopping centers that are popping up and right. retail retail parks. Yeah, I think it's cultural, right? Every place goes through different trends. So yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think we're at a point now where if we, people were walking down the street singing, uh, there would be people complaining. That's that's kind of how we're, you know, some people would enjoy it and other people would complain in the neighborhood. So that's why I think they do it at, you know, at old folks homes, like you said, and, and schools do it and churches do it different, bigger locations. So they're not in the neighborhoods. Yes. Now, um, I, I asked Chris if he'd bring along a little show and tell. So he brought something that I know uh, one of my sons is in the. Uh, is in the chat right now. He'll remember. Uh, I think he drank one of these. I, I think I may be the only one that drank the, the this one. And the um, uh, I think maybe most of my family kind of looked at me and went, "I don't want that." Like, oh, this is this is awesome. It's like I can't. And so I actually got back to the U.S. and I actually found uh, I found a uh, can of this. So if you would, my friend, show show what you got there because I mentioned it. We have. Tell us about the Iron Brew. Iron Brew, yes. The, the, the Christmas edition. The Christmas edition. Um, Iron Brew is our national soft drink. Yeah, show um, that one more time, real quick, because it like it tell tell show the show the bottle uh, the 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 bottle there again. Yeah, Iron Brew, and then we've got the the Christmas edition, the snowman. Got the Christmas edition on there. So, so <laughs> is that like a carbonated soft drink? Uh, it is. Yeah, it's just um. It's, a rival to to Coke or Pepsi stuff like that, you know sort of thing. Um, I, I think I I don't know if this is an exact fact, but I do believe that Scotland is one of the fewest countries in the world <laughs> where like. where uh, Coke isn't the number one soft drink. Uh, Coca Cola, um, Iron Brew is uh, number one here in Scotland and probably always will be. It's kind of our it's a tradition for. For us here in Scotland, sort of thing. Yeah. If you haven't tasted it, um, try to think what it would be. It's kind of like a bubble gum. I'd, I'd kind of say, you know, sort of thing flavor. Yeah, sort of orange bubble gum. Yeah, Udax mentions it orange. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of a sort of a cross between orange and bubble gum, I guess. Is, is uh, it, you don't really get the orange fruits. It's it's more. Just a unique taste. Um, yeah, it's 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 very different. Yep. Hmm. Um, uh, Yossi's in there. Yossi, he's, he lives in, uh, Finland. He's, in sugary, yes. he's in Finland, so he goes. It is sugar. Yes, it is. He knows that. Yeah. It is. Um, it's it's. Uh, they, they actually changed the recipe this year. Uh, oh man. The, the, well, the, the government um, brought in the, a sugar kind of tax here in, in Scotland to make us all healthier. Um, so they had to they they took most of the sugar out of it, um, and it has changed the recipe. It did take a, a lot. Of, well, there was probably a lot of dedicated iron brew drinkers who were who were put off and and, and went to other branded um, soft drinks. Um, but no, it's 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 still remained number one. It's they've still got they've still got their following. So. Yeah. 
Sharon so, says it's it sounds terrible. It's not. It's really good. Now, it's not supposed to be something like. I mean, it's supposed to be like a treat. You know, um, you're not supposed to. You know, it's for a special occasion. You get out the iron the the iron brew and you drink a. I don't know. For some people, they may drink it more than that. But I, I mean, yeah, it's, no, no, it's, it's just another soft drink. I, I wouldn't it say is. it's for special occasions. It is. Yeah. Depends how, how how often you have a Coca Cola is how often we would probably have an iron brew. That's true. So, yeah. so when uh, it healthier, did it change the taste of it? Uh, it, it 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 did. Yeah, they, they kind of changed. They, they kind of used an artificial sugar, um, which did it take some of the sweetness out of it. Uh oh, that's not good. That's not good. Because if you want to, if you want an iron brew, you want to drink one. I mean, that's the that's the point of it. I mean, that's the. But uh, yeah, my son remembers eating haggis, so he was a fan. Um, if it's done well, and there's vegetarian versions of it, but I mean, I he thought that was good eating. Now, rest of our family, I think me and Caleb were the only two that were were fans. Um, so I think he and I ate everybody else's uh, during the that that celebration we were talking about before the sh- for the show. Uh, we were in Edinburgh and. Um, we did a, it was like a dinner theater kind of thing. It was our last night in Scotland and they did, they, they, they served us haggis. So it was, uh, well, I, I don't think we can just jump over the fact that you said there's a vegetarian version of haggis. There is. Somebody that doesn't know what haggis is. Chris, can you explain? To people uh, what- haggis is, um, let's see. Um, spices with, with some meat and it's kind of stuffed into a sheep's stomach. Um, so what part of that can they make vegetarian and still call it haggis? I'm not sure how that works. That's it. For, for, for the local ones, just, you know, bought day to day, yeah, it's, it's not quite stuffed in a sheep's, a sheep's stomach, you know, sort of thing. So it's, um, yeah, it'll probably just be replaced by some meat substitute that the, the vegans use, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you could get you could get it in a can in the store, so it's so Jesse, it's not quite uh, not quite made the same way anymore. So yeah, I guess uh, uh, Pizza Ninja says there's a soy version. I guess that makes sense. Oh, he asked. He's asking, is there a soy version? I think. Oh, is there a soy version? A soy version? Why would pass? You? I don't know about that. No. Yeah. You know, when you get so far away from something, it's not the same food anymore. No, it's not. Yeah, I, th- I think the traditional haggis um, and the sheep's stomach and all the spices that that comes out on Burns Night on the on in, in late January and um, the twenty fifth. You know, you'll you'll see all them hitting the stores because everybody will have a a Burns supper, as we call it, um, with the traditional haggis, neeps, and and ties. Yeah. So my other the the Caleb's twin is on as well, Josh. Uh, they were on last year in our thing, but. He liked haggis too. I didn't think they liked it. Maybe it was just Susan. Must have been just the wife. But uh, Nell's is saying the haggis and ginger beer, best dinner I had in Scotland. <laughs> so there you go. And then there's Jinxer. I don't believe she's on board. Nope. To the nopes on all versions. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of good food over there. You don't have to eat haggis. There's plenty of other things. So yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about. Uh, we'll come back to decorations, but what, since we got kind of got sidetracked on food let's talk about holiday food in scotland so what are some things that you remember that are sort of a memory of yours that's around the holidays 
that you only um, have on holidays? I, I, I think for us in, in Scotland, um, as, as I was saying earlier, just before we came on, um, uh, we're kind of the same tradition as the whole of the UK. So it's the, the turkey with the, 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 the sprouts and the roast potatoes or the mash or in the, you know, with I, I know we spoke I spoke about pigs and blanket last year, but um, yeah. pigs and blanket are, are are on the list as well as well as as well as your parsnips and and stuff like that. I would say there's nothing really. It's the same yeah. traditional around the UK for for us Christmas dinner. I, I think with Scotland we we come kind of we come into our own with traditions round about um more more the New Year and Hogmanay, um, and we kind of just. For Christmas and Boxing Day, we just kind of follow the same traditions as the rest of the UK. Um, so it's a, like I said, it's the turkey with roast potatoes and yeah. But so, now you say it's not that different. However, <laughs> you However, try your pigs and pigs in a blanket for it because I believe that's different than ours. What is pigs in a blanket to you? Uh, sausage wrapped in bacon. Yeah. Bacon. I think- yeah, I mean, which you can't. Now, now you're talking. Yeah, um, I I think there's several different versions, but I know one of our versions of pigs in a blanket is actually like those little miniature hot dog things um, right. wrapped in like bread. Bread. So it's yeah. uh, like a biscuit or bread dough. It's not. I, I think it's like yours better though. So I like the idea. Of bacon. Sounds awesome. Yeah. But, uh, I think a, a lot of the traditions sound pretty pretty familiar. It's just got a slightly different twist on it. Yep. That's it. Um, and so one of the courses that you might have at a traditional Christmas dinner mm-hmm. would be, you mentioned it would, is a soup. You have a soup to begin with. Yeah, you, you start with a, a, a starter, um, maybe just a, a, a and it's, for me, when I was growing up anyway, my mom was certainly into the, it was a homemade, um, it was a, it was a homemade tomato soup, but it was a, a homemade kind of, um, chicken broth, um, just with all the vegetables put in, it was certainly for for me anyway. It was it, it had to be homemade, um, oh. a homemade soup for a starter, and cool. that's what I remember growing up with. With my, I, I actually one of the memories coming back was always like the large chunks of potatoes um, that my mum used to put in the broth and all yeah. that, which were which were good. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why we decided to start talking about food at the beginning of an eight-hour podcast. <laughs> no, that was bad. I'm going to be hurting by eleven o'clock. I'm going to have to sneak off every once in a while and eat some food. Yeah, really, because it's the these all. Yeah, you know, like I said, we there. Uh, the kids were pretty young, and we'll. I'll. I'll show you a quick photo of us. Uh, like I said, we'll show you today. I only, I only uploaded a couple, so let me show you a, a quick photo of of the, of our family. This again was 2009. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody in my family, but there we are. Sans uh, goatee. But there's, there's my, my family. And we're, I think we figured out we're in Glencoe. And I think uh, Chris confirmed that that looks sort of Glencoe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so there we are. So they were pretty young. I mean, Nathan, you know, he's grown, married, and uh, you know, uh, so they're they're all kind of uh, they've all grown up. Uh, you know, so it's, it was a while back, but um, we really uh, had a great time there, and we ate great. I mean, we were we were never, you know, you go to might go to some countries, and you're like, I don't know if I really want that or not, but 
we loved it. We really enjoyed the food there. So, all right, we're on. Yeah, a knack of deep frying everything. Did you try anything that was deep fried? Well, we had fish and chips. That's sort yeah. of deep fried. Yep. Uh, we love fish and chips. We that in fact that was kind of our go to. Um, the the group that we were um, um, his, Josh was in there. Look at the cute little goatee. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was on him. Um, so, um, but we had we had lunches. Sort of we. The 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 group we were with CIE Tours. I'm, you know, obviously don't get money for for a sponsorship from CIE Tours, but I we love going with CIE Tours. Though if I'm again, I'm I'm just saying it from from my personal experience. But um, but we had lunches off. We, we, they didn't pay for lunches. They paid for the whole package was uh, breakfasts, lunch, breakfast, dinners. You know, like all of the castle tours and all the all the other stuff, but we had a couple of lunches off. Uh, we were there for I think nine days, and pretty much our lunches were we were on our own in town. But we would always try to find the local fish and chip shop just because we could kind of go, oh, that was better than last night or whatever. So we kind of made our way along. They've always got their own batter, so like like you say, you have to try them all because they would right. all taste slightly different. Yep. Yeah, and we found some some some, some towns we had uh, better luck, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, so you know, as you mentioned, uh, for for a main Christmas dish, very similar to us, I guess. And you wrote down, yeah. you wrote the note about turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I guess pretty traditional. I don't know uh, for us Thanksgiving, which is you know something we do. Um, is very much for us and our family is very much turkey on Thanksgiving and then like ham on Christmas. I don't know, Jesse, were y'all, what'd y'all do for Christmas? So we're a non-traditional family, so we're not a good example. Now we're not a good example. Stuff like that. But uh, we would have, I don't know, we kind of not a mixed family, but we had all kinds of food. You would it wouldn't be totally surprising if you found Mexican food at our Christmas dinner. Right. We would have the traditional stuff too, but everybody could bring whatever they wanted. Everybody had to, you know, we didn't really, we did the traditional stuff plus. So we'd have a lot of family over and everybody would want to bring what they, what they wanted to see there. So we would have all kinds of stuff, but yeah, we did the ham and turkey too. Yeah. And then uh, let's talk a little bit about desserts because, you know, mm-hmm. as you know, if you look at my my waistline, I'm a big dessert fan. So, uh, so you wrote down Christmas Christmas pudding, which is completely different. When as and you might know this, Chris. When when, when now I'm a big British baking uh, show fan. So I I'm all I'm kind of up on a lot of the stuff that goes on in Brit in Great Britain as far as food goes. But when we think pudding, um. At least in the U.S., when I would say pudding, Jesse's probably thinking like chocolate pudding, or mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty standard for us. And it's a, um, I don't know how you describe. Uh, it's a just a sweet. Um, yeah, it's sweet. It's never. It's it seems like it's always sweet. It's um, uh, I don't know how you, yeah. No, great. Come on now. It's not gravy. Gravy consistency. I was trying to think of the consistency of pudding over here. Softer than jello. 
but yeah, jello pudding. Not quite as sweet as ice cream, I guess. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when you say pudding, what are what what do you think of when you think of pudding? Uh, our, our puddings are um, an actual probably like a, a, a some sort of baked cake you know, or some sort of sponge. Um, especially like for, for, for Christmas anyway, there's the, 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 the Christmas pudding um, that we have that will, will which um, I, I did buy a mini one. Um, just oh, cool. Let's see it. Um, but it's actually it's in a small tub, so I can't really show it. Oh, that's okay. All right. Gotcha. Um, but it would, I don't know if you can see I'll that. show you on there. Yeah. It would look oh, like yeah. that. It's um, kind of like a, like a fruit. Uh, I, yeah, that's it. Raisins um, and, and fruit in it. Um, with, and there are sultanas in this one as well. Yeah. Um, and the tradition around the UK, but certainly here in Scotland, is you're going to douse it in, in whiskey and set it on fire. That's right. <laughs> um, you do. Yeah, uh, sultanas now, are like raisins. I don't watch a lot of the cooking shows, but my wife does. And the only pudding that I've heard of that's different over there that I don't know if it's Scotland or where it is, is blood pudding. Is that that's, that's a whole different thing, or, right? Well, traditional breakfast, right? Yeah, it's, 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 well, we call it black pudding here. Um, okay. there's, there's a famous Stornoway black pudding. Um, it's, it's 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 known kind of worldwide. Um, yeah, that you, that's uh, it's not that's not a sweet kind of um, dessert dish. It's, that's more of a you you would have that in a we would have that in our fry ups in the in the, in the breakfast sort of thing. Yeah. Or a full Scottish breakfast would probably have some black pudding. Yeah, mm. we had black pudding in the morning. So it, Jesse, you have to think about like you know how you would have instead of bacon and eggs, maybe you might have bacon and sausage, like a patty, mm-hmm. you know, the patty sausage. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you would get again, it's, it's not that's not, but it would be it would sort of. When we when I we had it, the black pudding was sort of like having a little side of, of like sausage kind of thing. So yeah, so it's just a small slice of of, yeah. of black pudding. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, and it was good. I loved it. Uh, yeah. yeah. People are mentioning about the bread pudding. Uh, or and over here we do have a uh, we do have a bread pudding. Um, mm-hmm. So it's I guess it's kind of, kind of similar, but yeah. Uh, but typically we don't uh, douse it in whiskey and set it on fire. That's a that's a good. That's uh, although we do have some some dishes like that. Uh, you don't see them very often much anymore. Uh, you know any of those dishes that we have like that we stole from another country though. <laughs> of course, <laughs> those are original. <laughs> but imported, imported. Yeah, they're all yeah, they're, right. they're very imported. Uh, yeah, things, but. Uh, so yeah, it's good stuff. Um, um, but yeah, the other things that you had mentioned, um, I'm, I'm familiar with like, uh, a trifle of yeah. Australia would have a trifle. Um, it's sort of a, it's sort of a custardy type of, of dessert as well. Right. Yeah. It's kind of, um, cream custard and a and sponge or a, a jello or kind of jelly um as well um you can put different layers in it whatever oh. you're looking for okay gotcha gotcha and um you mentioned one um i had to look it up uh, mm-hmm. clutie clutie dumpling um 
I'm, I'm not too familiar myself with it. I, I just know I, I'm not a fan of it, so I, I don't know that much right. about it. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's got to have the taste for it, um, sort of thing. So I, I I wouldn't do it justice by describing exactly what it is. Um, I got so. a picture of it. I'll bring up just yep. so we can kind of see it, but. But it sounds like a lot of your holidays are just like our holidays. They revolve almost primarily around the food and the family eating it. It's the, it's the family coming together around the table. Yep, that's it. And, and enjoying themselves. So it looks like that. It's sort of a... Uh, like a dumpling, yep. Yeah. So that's very cool. Uh, hmm. Just the different things. Yeah, I'm yeah, fact, we try all of it. So without oh, a doubt, yeah. try all that. Absolutely. And um, the um, the winner of this year, just rec- recently, I watched this year's British Baking uh, Show. The winner is from Scotland, so yay to Scotland! Young for, lad, yep, yep. For when Peter, yeah, he did great. He won mm-hmm. from Scotland, so I love that. Um, so a couple other items that we want to mention, and then we'll kind of. Uh, start to wrap up tonight for our for this show for this hour <laughs> not for the whole hour for the whole thing but, and we'll give an update here in a few minutes about our uh, about the giving of course people can see it along the bottom of the screen which is great this year we got the uh yep. the working which by the way we're already over two thousand dollars so i know that's incredible that's, so everybody can see it but for for the audio listeners it's it's over two thousand dollars already and we just started the first hour so that makes us very, very happy. Incredible. Yeah. 2307 for St. Jude. That's, that is awesome. Um, so yeah, a couple of other items that you'd mentioned in there, um, some other, um, traditions is, um, a couple of things. One I'll mention too, my wife's, uh, funny. She's a big fan. She always wants to, to do the, the item here in a minute, but, mm-hmm. Um, something that you have in the UK is crackers, mm-hmm. Christmas crackers. Yes, Christmas crackers. And we, most people here, when you say crackers, they're thinking of saltine crackers, uh, or but no, you're no, talking this about is, this is a kind of uh, it's, it's very tradition in, in my family. Anyway, we we can't have a Christmas dinner without the Christmas crackers on the table, right. um, and uh, like you say, you 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 you. Your family member next to you, you pull the cracker with, and there's a, a small bang in the middle. Yeah. Um, and you'll you'll get your party hat, um, your 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 multi, your, your coloured party hat. Everybody will have a different colour, um, right. and nobody's allowed to wear the same colour. Um, and then then you'll get a really bad joke, um, in it, and then then a, 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 a small prize, a small item, um, yeah. very cheap, you know, sort of thing, very good for swag. And that, that goes out um, after the new year. That's what all the caches are usually full of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You start. <laughs> Jeff has got them in, in Canada. Excellent. Yeah, but you know, uh, not, it's not a tradition in the states, but you can get them here too. We we do them every year as well. We have for the last several years. Um, they're not extremely popular. It's not like it's not part of our history and tradition, mm-hmm. but it's just been popularized from, you know, TV and everything else. And right. people started doing it. So you can get them just like in, you know, our big box stores here, Walmart and target and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I said, it's a, a fun little thing to do. And, uh, we, we, um, 
as kids, I guess they still do this, but um, we would get uh, we we would buy Cracker Jacks. Cracker Jacks are caramel. I don't know if you have ever seen them in Scotland, but they're caramel popcorn put into yeah. a little put into a little box. It's got a little guy on the front. He's the, from Cracker Jack, and if you opened up a Cracker Jack box, you would eat the caramel corn inside of it, the caramel popcorn, and inside there there'd be a little prize. Yeah. And you'd open it up and it'd be, you know, something yeah. real simple. And sometimes it's, it was little tattoos where you you, you you wet them and put them on your body and you know make little little tattoos, kid tattoos or. Sometimes they were kind of cool, a little whistle or something. But again, they were. Yeah, our crackers seem to come with small puzzles these days, um, which is which is actually really good swag for putting out there. You know, small, small yeah. puzzle. Yeah, that's what that would be. Oh, very cool. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, the thing I was telling you about well, Susan, something I don't know if if you guys still you know if I don't know how much of of the UK does this, but mm-hmm. she loves to watch the queen give her speech yeah, yeah, on, on Christmas. Yep. No, no, I, th- I think it's, uh, most people are usually like Christmas dinner here in the UK. I think most people have it earlier than what they would normally have it. Um, so kind of coincides with, with, with when the queen has a speech at, at, at three, at 3 PM across here. So, um, yeah, no, people still watch it just to see what a Christmas message is. Um, right. Uh, it'll probably be very interesting for this year, um, obviously, because 2020 has been different for all of us. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what she's what her Christmas message is this year. Right, right. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that that is always interesting. Um, like I said, she she loved um, when she she gave a speech about the pandemic, and she said, you know, Susan said it was very comforting to mm-hmm. to have uh to have her mentioned she's very she's such a great speaker really yeah. people don't realize that that she's she has that really uh solidifying you know words she's very comforting yeah. it's, it's a morale boost for the nation you know yeah. sort of thing it's a, it's a, for, for us here and we definitely see the the royal family as a, a it's an institution um, and it brings in a lot of tourism for us, which is great. Um, yeah. And as we're saying, she's, she's the family and the whole royal family. It's yeah, it's they, they do their duty and they, they do boost morale around the country. Yeah. So yeah, Wayne's saying you listen to it on the radio while having dinner. So that's really cool. So um, all right, well, um, I guess let's kind of start to. To wrap up a little bit, um, I know you were, you told us before the sh- the show that you've done some geocaching this year, but obviously this is a this is a bad year for things. But um, are there certain parts of Scotland that you would recommend to people? I mean, obviously there's a lot of different places to go. So oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm certainly a big fan. I do travel all over Scotland when I when I do my caching. Yeah. Um, I, I mind you, I didn't recognise your castle there because I haven't been to Mull yet. Yeah. Uh, but for me, um, I, I don't know if you get a chance when you came. I don't know, um, but especially the Isle of Skye, um, right. for, for me, um, I I, try, I go there in holiday every year, um, okay. and um, yeah, there's it's 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 Scotland's great. Isle of Skye takes it up a notch, um, oh, yeah. and um, the cashing on Isle of Skye. 
Um, it's, it's, it's really awesome. It just takes you to amazing places from the fairy glen to the fairy pools to, to, to caves to, 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 to beaches. And yeah, it's just for, for me, I would recommend the Isle of Sky. Oh, really cool. Yeah. Um, one of my sons who's a big uh, football fan. Mm-hmm. He wants to know if you're a Rangers or Celtic. Well, I, I would lean towards Rangers, <laughs> um, but when I I am I I am originally from Renfrew and, and grew up and and also Paisley, so that there is another local team there called St Mum, and um, so I do follow St Mum as well. Um, but when 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 you when you live in Scotland or you live in Glasgow, you, you need to pick one of the old firm. So <laughs> but for me, it's Rangers. I, I, I do, I, I did in the past go to Rangers games. So Very cool. Yeah. He is a big Fulham fan. That's Fulham. his Premier mm-hmm. League team that he follows. Is, is, is Fulham, league, yep. so. That's his. Now they're, you know, not the, uh, um, you know, they're, they kind of wobble between, being mm-hmm. relegated and being back in the being league, yeah. premier, but but he is but he is a fan uh, of all that too. So, uh, but yeah, people uh, mentioned earlier about Isle of Sky. Uh, you know, uh, Jeff was yeah. over there recently. He said he, going to caching in the Highlands, and he also mentioned Isle of Sky too. So, yeah. definitely um, a, um, uh, a a big uh, big time you know, g- going and uh, finding caches in that part. Um, so, yeah, he says be- being a Fulham fan is a special burden. So, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Um, uh, Michelle mentions that dad was from East Kilbride, Ray- yep. Rangers fan. Um, oh, the other picture I wanted to show real quick as we're starting to wrap up. But uh, uh, I took this. Actually, this is the photo I took. So... Um, most people in the U.S. would be like, "That is a doctored photo. There is no such animal as this." But there is Highland cow. The Highland cow. Yes. So um, I had friends go, "What is wrong with that cow?" And it's like, "No, no, that's it's the Highland cow. That's what they look like. Aren't they adorable? They're very cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very cute animal." So. Uh, but we were, uh, we had such a great time. We'd love to go back. I mean, we, we really, we really did. And, uh, but thank you so much for, for being on with us. Uh, Chris, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, I know we were, we weren't quite sure because of, of, uh, of your schedules and all that. So we had to wait a little bit, but I'm glad that it, it did work out that they were able to be on. And, uh, thank you for being a supporter, you know, of the show. And, um, we, we really appreciate, we appreciate you guys and and uh it, it uh, yeah as he called the highland coo healing cow <laughs> the highland cow uh but yeah um so again thanks again um i saw maya's in with us um i think she's uh she's she's ready to go kind of she's uh she's got her she's got her there she is Hello, Mara. Hello, Mara. Alexandra. Hey, y'all. Um, Hello. We were just talking with Chris. Chris lives over in Glasgow, Scotland. Hello. Wow, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. I know. I was. I've been kind of eavesdropping in the back here in the yeah. little back in the backstage, and I'm like, your accent is so cool. 
<laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um... I was worried that I would start talking too fast because um, it's it's a Glaswegian accent could really come out, and when you start really talking <laughs> fast, people don't really understand you. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. It's, that is that is I've very true. You like the cow, Alexandra? No, no, I've been to Glasgow. Oh, you've been to Glasgow. Okay, I thought you were talking about the cow. I like the cow. The cow is really cute. <laughs> Look at this. Look at his hair. The cow is great. I love those cows. And it's the little good. baby ones are awesome too. But uh, yeah, it was just a great, such a great trip over there. But uh, yeah, so again, Chris, thank you so much. Um, and cool. keep in touch. And uh, if we, if we ever do make it over, of course, we'll definitely let you know and we'll exactly. maybe set up an event or something. But once we're once we're past this thing that we can't mention right now that's going on in our world. Um, but if you ever come to the US, you know, obviously, like I said, let us know. I was I was I was due to come this year. Um I was going to come along to the for the the celebration event. Yeah. Um I was due to come across for that. Um so um I'm still in two minds if that's going to happen obviously in twenty one, but um, here's hoping. So, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, definitely, definitely. Let us know if you do. Uh, if you do make it over, uh, if in in the summertime or whenever the 2021 event, I guess, is in August. August. Yep. I think it's right, or August or September. Yep. yep. Well, again, thanks again, and um, thanks again helping us raise raise money. We've raised already over 2,400 for 8,000. So. Um, hats off to you, my friend, and uh, we'll we'll keep in touch. And again, uh, have a good evening. I know it's uh, it's late there, so remind people you stayed up for what what time is it? Is it midnight? It's uh, no, it's only approaching eleven o'clock at the moment. Okay, yeah. And so uh, it works out great. Have our international guests on early because uh, you know the time the time thing. But uh, anyway, so again. Yeah. I wish you all the best. Hopefully the next seven hours um, you'll hit your target and I, <laughs> and I hope it goes well for you. Yes. Thanks again, Chris. Take care. Thanks, Thanks very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Bye Chris. Bye.